Welcome to the new season of Windy City Cycle Squad Sports Check. Jay, who do we have the honor of having an opportunity to interview today? My man, this guy, he's, he's special in my heart. This is my man I've been knowing for a while. He's genuine, he's for real. My man, Warren Wawa Owens, welcome to the show. Glad to be with you, my friend. Wawa, welcome. Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about growing up. We're going to talk a little sports. We're going to talk about staying healthy. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. I know you and Jay go way back. But tell us a little bit about your, your childhood, where you grew up, how you met these guys. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I grew up on um, 62nd engagement in the projects. I went to Betsy Ross uh, Elementary School. Um, I grew up in a gang infested area. Um, it was rough growing up over there uh, at the time. I mean, it was like, um, you know, my mom, she really worried about us growing up at that, especially me, because I was like the youngest of five. Um, and, you know, she worried about my, my well-being at the time, you know. Um, you was well-respected. You People knew you, who you were. Why? You was real-respected. Like I said earlier, you was a genuine, and they knew you was a solid dude. And, um, yeah, so um, I went to grammar school. I didn't really know anything about uh, sports at the particular time. I took interest in sports when I finally went to Betsy Ross and I just started growing. You know, I was okay. like... I was like, you was a beast at yeah, Betsy Ross. Right. You was a beast. I was the same height I am now today <laughs> that I was in Grimsby. Everybody oh, thought wow. I was going to be like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, uh -huh. at that particular time. But, you know, uh, I had a, a, a fast, a growing uh, uh, spurt at the particular time. And um, um, the guy that took interest in me was uh, Leroy Franklin. He was my grammar school coach. He was the baseball coach at Simeon. At Simeon. Mr. Franklin. Mr. Coach Franklin, Franklin. Yeah. yeah. So he took interest in me. I didn't know at that particular time. And uh, <laughs> I was like, in seventh grade, I just came over from Dulles Grammar School. So um, I tried out for the basketball team. I was one of the last guys to, to make the cut. And, um, wow. and, 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 you know, I didn't know what I was doing at a particular time. You know, all my friends, they decided they were going to go out for basketball, try out for the basketball team. I said, yeah, I try out too. You know, and I was just one of them guys that, that was really athletic and really didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to use my athleticism at a particular time. I jumped out the gym. I, mean, I was jumping <laughs> okay. up. I was one of them cats that used to just jump up to the basket and see how high I can get over the rim. He was a high rise. Yeah, <laughs> at that particular time. And Leroy Franklin took that and he saw what I was able to do and he tried to, you know, kind of mold me into a, a basketball player. So I was in the seventh grade at that particular time. So I didn't play that much in the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So by the time my junior year came around, I was playing over the summertime. It was at Dulles Grammar School because that's where everybody played ball at and all of a sudden, you know, I started dunking with golf balls, <laughs> tennis balls, volleyballs, and the old some of the older guys
took interest in me and saw how high I was jumping at the particular time. All I was, I was just a jumper. You know, then all of a sudden, once eighth grade, you know, came around and, and, and fall came around and, and basketball season came around. You put it in the again. basket too, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I developed a turnaround jump shot. So now I was a post guy. You know, I was one of them guys, I was putting up some numbers in grammar school. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I didn't have no. I didn't have no idea how good I was at the particular time. Then all these other schools took interest in me. Okay. Uh, uh, DeLaSalle, Mount Carmel, all these schools started calling my mom, was trying to get me to come to their school at the particular time. Wow. You know, so the season started. We started playing schools like Gothas, uh, Wentworth, you know, Buns and all those schools and I was playing against those guys. I ran into this this, this young bow-legged guy by the name of Jerome Childs. He was one of the top point guards in grammar schools at the time. Remember the other guy, Jerry Jones, he was another beast in grammar school. Jones, yeah. uh, and then uh, I ran into uh, Greg Jones. He was at, he was at Buns or Gothas. Lawless. Lawless. Greg at the particular at time I played against Greg. Greg was a beast at the time. And I know you was one of them little fast, little, little uh, <laughs> quick little guards at the particular time. You know, and I, I didn't know that we was going to, you know, going to cross path again. Then all of a sudden, uh, like I said, I was supposed to went to Simeon High School because of Leroy Franklin was, was my Franklin. was my uh, grammar school coach and he was the head baseball coach. So he, you know, Simeon. Simeon had the inside scoop on me, yeah. and uh, and Hambrick just knew that I was coming to Simeon at a particular time. But what happened was, Coach Cox, he knew my eighth grade teacher, which was Mr. McGee. Okay. And Mr. McGee, Coach Cox is giving out them gym shoes. And there you go, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm in the projects. Really didn't have nothing, you know, from a single, single, sing, yeah. sing, single parent home. I'm with you. And uh, Coach Cox, he brought me some a couple of pair of Converse. Warm up suits. <laughs> Warm up suits. You know what I'm saying? He's coming, pick me up from school, take me yeah. out to eat. Being, being, you know, a young poor kid from the projects. You know, I didn't you know no better. Pass that up. Right, I couldn't pass that up. So. You know, so uh, all of a sudden, I had, a, I, I had made my decision. Hey, I'm going to Robeson. You know what I'm saying? Then we started playing, you know, in the summer leagues. Jerome Childs, it was Greg Jones. It was uh, 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 Jerry Jones. He was playing with us at the time. Uh, Jerome Lacey. I mean, we had a whip at the time. I mean, Eric Dixon. Yeah, Eric Dixon at the time. Let, let, me, let me, not to cut you off, well, let me share this with you, though. I remember the time we came over there and played y'all at Bessie Ross, Wentworth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, this dude, he's a tough cover. How we gonna go? And we had no answer for you at all. Trust me when I tell you that. Mm -hmm. You dominated, you dominated both ends of the court for us, offensive and defensive. And I was like, man, I would love to play with this guy one day. And we finally connected. But you was a beast at Bessie Ross. Right. Bro. And, and, and to tell you the truth, Jay, I didn't know how good I was at the time. Well, who I mean, was I was, I, who yeah, was yeah, right, right, I, 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 right. Grammar school. Right, I was quick off my feet. Yeah. And I was just jumping. Sometimes I used to jump so high I didn't know how high I was jumping was at the time. Wow. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really athletic at the particular time. Oh yeah. And to uh, be in grammar school. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, Jerome and I, we, uh, we connected again. We, we both went to grammar school together, and we had a whip. I tell you, we had the best uh, frost off uh, basketball school. team 
uh, in the city at the particular time. I yeah. mean, we were tough. And this was at Paul Rosen. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we went tough. undefeated. I think we lost one game that year. And the one game that we did lose, it, it was a tough loss because we, oh, yeah. we lost to uh, Collins. Yeah. It was uh, Hundo. Yeah. Uh, what was his name, real Steve, name? Steve, Steve, Steve Holland. Holland. He came to yeah. our school and yeah. uh, gave us our first loss, and we didn't know how to take that at the particular time. It was a tough one for me. So y'all didn't play together in grammar school. Y'all played together in high school. I played together in high okay, school. Okay, so y'all met again and but, met Paul Rogers. But you know what? Let me share this with why he, he, don't, he can speak on it. But how did we meet with Michael Clark and the Junior Trotters? Oh, every Sunday, we used to all meet up. We used to go to Washington Park. It wasn't far from where I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in the, the project that I grew up in was Washington Park Homes. Right. And this is a, a gym that I used to go to every Saturday and play. Now, Jerome don't know, but they used to play in a tournament there. I didn't know who Jerome was. It used to be him, Charlie, and all those guys. They used to play in the tournament. And I used to always tell myself I wanted to play in this tournament. And I, I never got a chance to play in the tournament because, like I said, I was just learning basketball, just getting into it. But anyway, fast forward that, you know, I'm in high school now. And uh, Cox, he really wasn't big on defense. He was an offensive guy. Absolutely. So he used to send us to Michael Clark to learn defense. Michael Clark was like a a, a defensive specialist. Yeah, yeah. So he so yeah, so so he was tall. He was he's teaching us the ins and outs on how to play uh, uh, defense. And there Speak where there, there were I met where I, 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 I interacted with Jerome. A lot. Jerome used to come to my house. I used to go to Jerome's house. Uh, uh, Gregory Jones, uh, Ivan Young, Anthony Dodson, yeah. uh, Bradley. Uh, what was the kid name from uh, from from Limbloom? Uh, Raphael, Raphael Cook. Cook. Yeah. I mean, all of us. We just had a bond. That's yeah. that. I mean, a, a, to be to young guys. Yeah. To, to this, this day, yeah. you know, we we had a bond, and that was the first AAU team. And we used to travel all over the city over. and play. And I, and I think we might have, it's just my guess. I don't know, Jerry, you can tell me different. But I think we might have lost maybe one or two games. I agree with you. The whole time that I played I with Mark with Clark. Yeah. I mean, everywhere we went, we won the tournament. We won. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. it, and, and, and not we had a bunch of offensive guys, but we were stopping guys defensively. Defensive. Couldn't nobody bring the ball up the court yeah. on us. Wow. Except for this one game, we went on the west side. And we played at the Martin Luther King Boys Club, and we played against uh, a lot of the guys. Like a lot of those guys, they played for Marshall at Marshall the time. Marshall It was uh, yeah, and uh, we lost in like seven or eight overtime that that particular wow. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it, it, it was a tough loss. But we started that game probably at about maybe five or six o'clock. That clock, the the the, the, the game did end. Until about eight or nine o'clock that night. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You said seven was, or eight overtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We kept seven, eight, and we lost, and we only had four guys because all of our guys fouled out wow. at that particular time. <laughs> yep. And you got uh, a good memory. Yeah. Bob. <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, Michael Clark. He was my dude. Oh, you know, he, 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 he was a great, great, great man, great coach. He used to come and get us in a little bitty. I don't know what kind of car he was. He, he had, it was a little <laughs> smaller than that. But all of us used to pile up in this little bitty car and travel all over the city and play the best wow. in the city, wherever. Wherever the best was. Wherever the best was, that's where we traveled to. Oh, and he also used to take us to go go to those uh, wrestling matches too. Oh, he used to take us to the amphitheater. He was a big big wrestling fan, but that was my dude. But um, yeah, but you know, 
But fast forward that, you know, I spent my freshman year, my sophomore year with Jerome. You you had some problems at the time too because you left us and went to Phillips for a little bit. And a lot of people yeah. don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of went, people yeah. don't even know that. Why? Yeah, you left us and went to Phillips for a little bit, sure. and we was when we was wondering why did you do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I grown accustomed to you being my teammate. Yeah. Greg Jones. It was it, it was big hurt. You know, it, it hurt us a lot Uh-oh. that you left. And seeing, we're seeing you on the other team. You right. know what I'm saying? Our rival, which was Phillips. But anyway, uh, played. You, you, you played just over the summer. Yeah. And then he came back that fall yeah. to Robinson. And uh, at that particular time, we played Frost off together. I think Cox left and went to King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Collins. Was going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coach Collins took over the varsity at the time. He he coached uh, our Frederick Hughes and Isaac Carter and all them guys they mm-hmm. last year uh, in college. So um, so um, at that particular time, I guess you 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 uh, grappling with you know what should I do? Because right? you were undecided what you really yeah. wanted to do. But you know me, Greg, we knew we was gonna we were staying at Rose. Yeah. And, and then uh, when Cox left, that left us into a that. You know, left us kind of confused. We didn't know what to do. Right. But it was all uh, young men. right, right. That freshman year was over with. Now we sophomores. Then all of a sudden, you know, our Frederick Hughes and Isaac Carter they left. Now all of a sudden, you know, what I'm saying Coach Collin took over. Next thing you know, we on varsity. You know, what I'm saying you, Greg Jones, and I. We was like the foundation. Oh yeah. You know, what I'm saying at we that were. particular time. We so were. we came. And, and, and um, started our freshman year. Yeah. It was me, you, um, uh, um, Greg. Greg. It was um, uh, um, Charlie Smith and uh, Andre Coldpemp. Yeah. Yep. That, that was the starting oh, five yeah. at the time. Yeah. And we was decent. We was okay. Yeah. And Charlie Smith, he was the man. He was all city and everything. We was competing. Yeah, we there. was competing. Yep. And uh, I mean, we gave everybody our all at the time. Oh, yeah. With us starting three freshmen and we had two seniors we at the time. I mean, sophomore, five. sophomore. Yes. And, uh, and, 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 and seniors at the time. So, um, so my junior year came about. You know, you and Greg, y'all was getting all the accolades, and then me too. But uh, you know, we all went to Five Star Camp, was getting notarized and everything. You and I was roommates at Five Star Camp. So uh, Greg John. Let me y'all... say this. Hope, I ain't gonna cut okay. you off, but since we on this story, I hate it. You can speak on it, but when you transferred, not only did it hurt. I know it. I can't speak for Greg. I can only speak for me. When you left us, when you trained, you didn't you didn't leave us because you were still in our heart. You still our guy to this day. Mm-hmm. But when you transferred, it hurt. It hurt because we had come up playing together so much. I was like devastated, man. Well, it sounded like you left first. Then you came back. Yeah, and why I spoke on that? Right, right, right. And I know why yeah. sharing a lot of things. Well, I'm going to tell you that, you know, after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, Coach 
Coach Collins, he pulled me to the side. He was straight up with me. He said, uh, he was like, Warren, why, you know, he said, I need for you to do something for me this summer. You know, he was direct with me. He said, I need for you to work on your ball handling. I need for you to work on your shooting. And uh, he said, I know how talented you are. I know you jump out the gym, you're real athletic and everything. He said, I want you to play the two guard. Nobody don't know that. It was between me and Coach Collins. He told me this, but you know what I did that whole summer? I was hanging out with my guys. I, I, you know, other than playing in the tournaments, because we all played in like two, three tournaments during the season. But when I was around the house, playing with my guys, had my free time instead of me working on my skills, working on my ball handling and my, and, and my, uh, you know, my mid-range shooting and everything. I was work, I was trying to perfect my dunk. I was one of them high leaping, athletic type of guys. So <laughs> I was working on dunking 360s and this and that, you know. When I should have been working on my ball handling and 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 and, and, and working on my mid mid range shooting okay. at that particular time, so okay, let's fast forward that up. Okay, so now the season started. We had this young fella, and uh, I love him, Greg Gregory Garrett. That's my dude. Oh yeah. Man, Greg Garrett is another guy that used to come to my house all the time. Y'all don't know it, but Greg used to come to me. He was like a brother to me, even though me and him was competing for the same position. But Greg, all of a sudden, Greg shot up. You know, Greg was my height. We were sophomores together. We was both like 6'1", 6'2". Next thing you know, Greg, he like 6'4", 6'5". And he was solid. I got to give it to him. He was always solid. Even when he played frost off, he was a rebounder. He had that nice mid-range shot. You know what I'm saying? So instead of me, you know what I'm saying, competing like I was supposed to, I, I knew that Greg, I knew that Greg was, was, um, I was at risk for losing my position to Gregory Jones. Now that wasn't really my spot, and Sam, I know the two spot. Even Sam, I know Sam McCullen came along too, but Coach Collins wanted me to play that two spot because he sure. felt like that I could have got into a, a Division One college oh, yeah, with, with my athletic ability and the high high I jumped. Oh yeah, I easily agree. playing the two guard. So he was looking out for me. He was trying to help me out, but me being like 16, 17 years old, I didn't see that. You know what I'm saying? I I thought that he was like kind of messing with my he head. He was used to dunking on me. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So I didn't see that. So if I would have like took it as that, you know, okay, let me work on my game. And then not only that, I could have been a six man coming off the bench and, and, and could have put in some productive oh, yeah. uh, time easily. But, you know, my ego got in the way. Yeah. So when my, ego, when my ego got in the way, I got hurt because a lot of times, you know, by the time my junior year started around, I had a big following. You know, a lot of people in my community from the projects, everybody was coming that wanted yeah, to come this see guy me. From the projects, you know what I'm saying? Right. Doing the thing. right. Right. So when I didn't, he did his thing. Right. Yeah. So when I, when when Greg, you know, started started got entered into the starting lineup. You know what I'm saying? And people were seeing me on the bench. It, it, it hurt my ego. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not playing no more. So instead of me saying, okay, let me uh, watch the game, see what I can do. Once I get into the game, what type of impact I can make on the, on the game, in a particular game. Mm -hmm. And it all started when we played Simeon in a, uh, in a UIC tournament at that particular time. And, and, and I started that game, but I didn't finish that game. Gregory, Gregory Garrett finished that game. And I realized that my position was lost then, instead of me like taking it. And it's another coach that pulled me to the side and talked to me too. Nobody never knew this. It's between me and him. It was Coach Kirby, the football coach. He was Great like, man. Yeah, he said, I know how talented you are. He said, don't let that. He said, I knew something. Because he was at the game too. 
I mean, I was like really devil. It was a lot of people from my neighborhood at that particular game. And we lost to Simeon in the championship game. And ben Wilson and all them guys, and Rodney Hall. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so we, we made it to the championship game. We lost that game, okay. Fast forward, after that after that particular game, I think King was in that tournament too, Tracy Dillon and all them. Mm -hmm. And I was close with everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I was close with Tracy Dillon, I was close with Tim Bankston, you know, all them guys. So they knew I wasn't playing at the time. So everybody started, you know, they didn't have texting and emailing and Facebook and all that mm -hmm. time. So guys started getting my number and, and they was calling me. You know, uh, I had some guys trying to get me to transfer to Simeon. Had some guys trying to get me to transfer to uh, De La Salle, to King, but I, Cox was the one that recruited me to Ropes. So he had an inside scoop. And then me and Tracy, we was pretty tight. So Tracy, he talked me and stuff, so I made up my mind, said that I was transferred to, to King. And uh, Jared, to this day, to this day, that was the biggest mistake that I made in my life, transferred to uh, King. And I know how you felt about it. But it hurt me because once I got there, I felt I, I felt I, I didn't feel like I didn't belong. I, I didn't belong at King High School, you know. And then I had my problems once I got to King because once I transferred to King, I'm six one, six two. They had Lavertis Robinson. They had Tramiel Haywood. They had uh, Stretch was there. Lavertis uh, Marcus Liberty, uh, uh -huh. little brother. Uh, they had uh, uh, Tramiel Haywood, Chris Harris. All them guys, so uh, Brett Rogers, Laurent Crawford, and myself. Brett Rogers came from Morgan Park. So the three of us, we transferred to King, and we were eligible to play right away. But once I got to King, instead of me staying at Robeson, working on the problems that I had there, now I had to come to a whole new system and had to work my way through that. And Cox was always on having, he wanted to have the tallest team, tallest talented team in the city. So I'm six one six two. So you got freshmen, sophomores, six five, six six, six seven, six eight. So I felt myself not fitting, fitting in. Fitting in. Mm -hmm. So I got to the point of where, okay, now I'm not playing. You know how Cox is. Cox gonna play what he wanna play, and he ain't gonna worry about you or nobody else. So my thing was, once I got to that point, Jerry, my uh, my senior year. I let, let me concentrate on my uh, academics. Okay. You know, I know so you lost I, I, yeah, yeah, I lost. I kind of lost interest in basketball, and um, you know, I just want to just just get into a school. Mm -hmm. I, I was at that game when you guys lost to Simeon in the city championship game. I was at that game, and I was like, I should have been there. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and, and when uh, King had lost, King lost to Marshall, and at yeah. that particular time, again. I quit the team because I wasn't playing. Instead of me just being on the team, you know, I, I ended up quitting. So I wasn't part of that team that was participating at that particular time. But then again, I had a lot of schools that were interested in me. Mm -hmm. uh, smaller schools, some big schools, whatever. I ended up going to a JUCO. I don't know if you remember what JUCO. I went to Richland. It was in Wisconsin. I went there and played. And I this stood, was college? Yeah, this was college. It was at Richland Center. It was in Wisconsin. I stood out. You was a beast. Yeah, oh, wow. so I stood yeah, out. Yeah, right, right, right. So I stood out at this school. So I played. I got homesick. That was my problem. I got homesick and I came home. I came back to the projects and really didn't do nothing for a while. And I just kind of just lost interest in basketball. Then one of, another one of my partners came back to me. 
this guy by the name of LeBaron, LeBaron Carr, uh, he played football at Simeon, and he was at UW-Whitewater at the particular time. He talked to the coach, was talking to the guys, talking, hey, man, I got this guy that can play ball, and you know what I'm saying? So I went and took a, took a trip up there, and I, and I went to UW-Whitewater. So I played there for one year, and then I just dropped out of school. I just lost interest. I, it, it wasn't... Was that the norm back then when you guys were playing ball? And Jay, you can chime in too. Is that you know when you go into the 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 whole game of basketball, you playing well, you getting those accolades, you're a good player, you're getting the attention, and then when those other players come in and kind of take over your role, you kind of lose interest. Is that what yeah, happens? Yeah, right. So. Yeah, so I just kind of lost lost interest, and, and and again, I just kind of like just just concentrated on my academics. You know, so I went down a road where a lot of guys at that particular time during that era, you know, went out hustling and trying to. I was just trying to maintain, you know, just trying to make money and do what I had to do, you know. Just to stay afloat. Yeah, yeah, just stay afloat. And uh, and I still played in different tournaments here and there, but my interest one that people knew that I played ball. And, and and knew how how good I was. Guys always, when they saw me, they always wanted me to play on a you know be be a part of their team or play on their team. You know, I played with uh, played on a few uh, teams with Leach, with Tony McCoy, and all those guys. But you know, just my head just went there. You know, you know, and once your head ain't there playing ball, you know, what I'm saying right, the interest is gone. But but you know, uh, from there. Uh, uh, I went back and got my associate's degree and uh, became a, a physical therapy assistant. Okay. And I've been doing it ever since. I just kind of reinvented myself and, and just started just, uh, awesome. just started working, uh, working hard at um, helping, helping people, you know, doing my best. You know, I, I started to look at my health too because, you know, I had a lot of family members, high blood pressure. A lot of people that I know that had strokes and uh, with diabetics, mm -hmm. so I decided that hey, I'm gonna take care of my body and then try to talk to other people and educate them on how to take care of their body. You know? And let, let me, I'm, well, I want to salute you because what you just said about it, since I've been knowing you, you always help people, so I want to salute you on that. You always been that way, man. So I salute you on that. And on that note, I want to take a short break. And we'll be right back with my man, Wawa. Welcome back to Windy City Cycle Squad Sports Check. We're here. He came through. My man, Wawa Warren Owens. Wawa, you mentioned uh, in our previous conversation that you reinvented yourself after you lost your love for the game or your interest in the game. That you reinvented yourself when decided to go to school and became a physical therapist assistant because you felt like you wanted to help those that were in need after suffering from a lot of chronic illnesses. What are some other life moments that were positive, you know, in light of you, you know, getting to this point in your life where you feel like you've attained a successful career. What were some other things maybe when you became an adult or maybe even while you were in college, whatever the case may be, that you feel were some positive things that impacted your life? Uh, just like we spoke on earlier, you know, Jerry know where I'm from, you know, I'm from the projects and stuff like that. So I grew up around a drug infested uh, community. 
So it was a lot of the, and I, and I didn't know to this day, why well, I do know, let's put it this way, <laughs> okay. that a lot of those guys, they respect me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like well, it was a great man. Right. It was some, I mean, and Jerry can speak on it. It was some ruthless, man. ruthless guys. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm talking about straight up killers mm -hmm. that respected me and I was able to talk to. They was able to talk to me. And then it, it was some of them brothers that I was able to kind of redirect. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And send them in the, uh, 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 the right direction or, or have them to do positive things. Because uh, we can speak on my guy's skin. You know, he started playing basketball because of me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, bless his soul. Uh, he's great incarcerated man. right now. Great, great man, man, great brother. Great you man. know. And then, Do you think a lot of the respect that you gained was because you were a ball player? I think, you know, I think back was, in the day, a yeah, lot yeah, of people yeah, respected yeah, ball yeah, players. Yeah, because a lot of them brothers, you know, they got high, they drank and stuff like that. And they disrespected me because I was one of them brothers. Even, even though I was around them, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, um, how can I say it? I didn't, you know, uh, 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 uh dwell in the things that they did or then then um they didn't feel, you didn't feel pressure trying to come up with the word i didn't subdue to the pressure of getting high exactly. and smoking weed and mm -hmm. stuff like that okay. and that i could have because I, like i said i didn't have that role model i didn't have that father mm -hmm. my mom i could have did whatever i wanted to do yeah. but i chose not to do it right you know i chose not to do it you know because a few times i hung out with, with my guy jerry you know we got busy a few times oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah. but you know but and and i and i wasn't comfortable with it but i did it because you know those was the guys but we was adults then oh, yeah. we was all became adults then but um but other than that you know growing up in the community I was able to talk to some of the like some of the drug dealers, some of the younger guys, some of the uh, gangbangers. Like I said, they, they kind of respected me in that area. And then now, I think you stayed. You know what? Why I think you stayed true to who you were, and you always been that way. You always been genuine, and people see you like that, and they respect you for that. And I love you for that because you always been you. Right. Right. Yeah. So you, the positive impact was the fact you wasn't a, a product of your environment. Exactly. So you got right. out. Right. And then a lot of people to this day, even when I was in grammar school, a lot of guys didn't know that I grew up in that area. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody knew that I grew up in the projects right. and stuff because right. I didn't carry myself like I was someone that grew up in, in the projects. Well, you I know, know doing these interviews with Jay and or listening, I'm a little more involved in your interview because we're trying to do some different dynamics with this season. But uh, a lot of people that we've interviewed, you know, that you guys grew up with and that you guys are all still connected in some shape or form, you know, we found out a lot of things about everybody that we didn't know. Right. And I think even Jay, in the midst of interviewing these guys, he was like, wow, I didn't remember that or I didn't know that. Right. So these interviews not only allows Jay to give you guys a platform to, you know, talk about, you know, your childhood and what you're doing now, but it it, it gives people insight because he's 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 earning a lot of listeners and people are gonna hear your interview and be like, Wow, I didn't know that about why. Right. You know? So that's the good thing. And speaking on, you know, those positive impacts, that's a wonderful thing because we grew up in Inglewood. And to look at our lives now and say, hey, we're not products of our environment either. You know, and then you look at today's society and you got so many children out here, you know, that are struggling or don't even get to sit down and have these conversations 20, 30 years later because of the violence. 
Right. You know, and you guys were able to get out of that because it was violent then too. Right. You know, but just not as much as it's impacting the communities today. And saying that, outside of being a kid growing up in the projects and basketball kind of guided you to the life that you live now, what were some of the other challenges outside of losing the love of the game or the focus of the game? What were some other challenges you faced outside of just being a kid growing up in the projects? Anything else that was a challenge to you? No, not really. Like I said, early on in this uh, interview, I said I had to reinvent myself. Mm-hmm. And um, me re- reinvent myself, like I said, I went, went back to school, got my associate's degree to become a physical therapy assistant, and that allowed me to, okay, uh, open my eyes up to a lot more other things, you know. I was able to interact with young people with uh, 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 terminal diseases, mm-hmm. from cerebral palsy mm-hmm. to uh, special need kids, mm-hmm. to adults with strokes, mm-hmm. spinal cords, strokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm currently working at Shirley Ryan Ability Lab. Okay. So, there, I'm constantly running into people that I had some interaction with at some point in my life. Oh, wow. You know, as a kid, when I was a teenager, and in, in, in my adult life. <clears throat> so, I've ran into some kids that's on the PEDS unit that mm-hmm. I know just talking to them, trying to get them to participate in their daily rehab activities. I just run across, a, I can ask them where they're from, you know what I'm saying? And they tell me where they're from. They give me an address or a street number. I say, do you know this person or that person? Then it's a small world. I, 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 come, I come to find out that that young man that's 15, 16 years old now, I went to school with his uncle mm-hmm. or know his mother or father. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now I'm able to communicate with this kid to get him to participate in his therapy yes. because now this There's is somebody, a it's a connection, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with some of the adults. You know, mm-hmm. I've ran into adults that's same thing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that I, 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 I went to high school with and all of a sudden now they're there at Shirley Ryan. Now, I'm going to tell you something. And uh, Jerome, you know him. They call him uh, Turner Big Daddy Woo Woo. Oh, yeah. He used, to always, he used to always say this here to the guys that grew up with you. You know, he was a county chef. And he used to always say, if I don't see you now, I'll see you later. And he was always, and it was true, because those same guys, they got caught. They ended up getting processed at the county. He ended up seeing them in the county. Now, I'm at Shirley Ryan Ability Lab. Some of the guys that I saw, uh, just my age, younger, whatever, and... I see them at Shirley Ryan now. You know what I'm saying? Guys that I saw back then, and, and, and when I, and, and it kind of make me remember what Tornado said. I don't say that to them, that if I don't see you now, I'll see you later, because you know you got some people not taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you got young people that have right. a high blood pressure. Yes. And diabetics. And become debilitated. And, right, mm-hmm. and have strokes and heart attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I see them, you know what I'm saying, when they, pretty much a lot of them is at their worst. You know what I'm saying? They try to figure yeah. out, you know, how they're going to get on. So I'm able to help them, like, uh, figure out what they're going to do, mm-hmm. uh, research uh, different resources they can use to try to get them home. You know what I'm saying? I can form a teammates, guys that I played against. 
You know what I'm saying? In high school, you know, we're in our 50s now. So now, to, uh, with us being in our 50s, we really have to be cognitive of our health. And it's know? funny. You know what I'm saying? Jay was just talking yeah. about that. You know what I'm saying? We have to, you know, go to the doctors on, on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's serious. Yeah. Get our colon checked. You know, monitor our blood pressure. Start to eat right. Exercise. That's all important. All important. You know what I'm saying? And I met a lot of people. Um, um, uh, at my workplace at Shirley Ryan. You know, we're the number one. I'm plugging my job now. We're the number one <laughs> rehab in the country. Talking about your, so, your career, uh, why, how long have you been doing this? I know you mentioned when you got done with college and basketball, you I've got been, your associate's degree. How long have you been doing this? I've been at Shirley Ryan for 20 years. Wow. And I've been doing it off and on. I, was, I did it when I was in Florida. I worked at the Mayo Clinic there. When I was in Jacksonville, Florida, I worked at Baptist. I worked at Presbyterian Hospital there, and uh, it all started off when I was at Loyola Medical Center. I worked at Loyola Medical Center, and they offered the course where I was able to go back to school. Uh, you know, you become a full-time, uh, you become a full-time um, employee there. You go back to school, and they'll pay a certain percentage mm -hmm. of your uh, tuition, of, of your tuition, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's when I got involved. Okay. So, well, I, well, let me say this: not, I ain't cutting you off again. I'm cutting you off again. I'm sorry. I apologize. But you are such an amazing person, man. I, I want to salute you again because you always been an inspiration in my life. So I want to. I'm so excited to know you. I just want to say thank you. Continue doing what you're doing because you're an amazing brother, man. Oh, thank you, Jerry. And I'm saying same here, man. I feel the same same about you, like my brother. Man, too. I love you, man. Yep, love you too. You, you see a whole lot out there, why? You know, and you touched upon, you know, what Jay. Uh, started this whole podcast and this whole bike riding uh, squad that he has that still rides every Saturday uh, from Larabita to, you know, uh, Buckingham for the most part. But well, there I are some a, more. I, I got Kirk today and told why he can get a bike, so I got to come out there first <laughs> yeah, 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 I got to do yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm promise you, but I'm, I'm going to get out there with you. Yeah. Now, just to let you know, there's a lot of different ways you can exercise. Now. It is. It you know is. what I'm saying? You can, you can be sitting uh, on your couch with your remote control and still exercise. You can. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You, you can, can do some sit to stand. You can do some knee kicks. You know what I'm saying? You can do some running in place in between commercials. You know, you can do it all. Get out there in your yard, right. mow your lawn. So there's a lot of different ways that you can stay healthy. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. You just that's can't right. say, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's where we were heading in the interview. Right. We was going to ask you, you know, and again, with you seeing what, you know, these type of uh, chronic illnesses can do to someone, you know, regardless of trauma obviously being done to the body, but from these chronic illnesses, from the lack of exercise and the lack of you know, not knowing what to eat and how much of it to eat. So like you said, you can remain active just sitting on your couch. Right, and we're at risk too because we black. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So, and then a lot of us, you know, high blood pressure and diabetes is hereditary. Yeah. You know, so I've ran into people in my workplace who whereas, you know what I'm saying, they was really active, they would exercise, doing everything that they needed to do, but it was just hereditary. Okay. And they just had a stroke. You know, and, and they had to, you know, they end up being inpatient mm -hmm. in an acute hospital and had to come to rehab. So it, it's not just, you know, just, you know, staying healthy. It, it, it's all about going to the doctor. It is. That's what it is. Going to getting on an annual basis, getting your annual checkups. That's mm -hmm. what that's about. And they'll monitor that, you know, with, you know. Well, while you shared a lot of information about your childhood, how you got to know Jay and all the guys that you guys have played ball with. You just shared your career. 
you know, share some insight to people that's listening on how to maintain healthy living, especially when you are starting to age. Um, getting back to some fun stuff, you know, and not that all that wasn't fun, but uh, you and Jay might want to share y'all interest when it comes to this new NBA season coming down the pipe. You know, we got some new duos, and Jay got his take on who he think well, going to get to the end, but let's see what you think. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Chicago fan, so, okay. uh, so I'm a Bulls fan. Any Chicago team I support, I'm diehard. But anyway, but I'm a big LeBron fan too. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm love, I'm, I, I like what I see in they the Lakers. The there you, you go. I, I, I can see them in the finals. I'm with you. Yeah, I see them in the finals. If everything work out, you know, barring injuries, you know. So I'm a big LeBron fan, and yeah, I like what the brothers doing right now. And they, and they added some key uh, pieces to the team. Okay. So I okay. see them. But who but, you see them going up against in the finals? Well, right now the East is looking kind of weak, so it can be anybody coming out of the East. I'm not sure. You got Philly. Yeah. You got, you got Boston. You got Milwaukee. Right. And you got Brooklyn. Them the yeah. Both. Exactly. Yeah. One yeah. Of those. Right. Okay. All right. But well, let's get to the let's before we before we let them go. What about your Chicago Bears? How do you feel about them? That hard band, bear fan too. So am I. Uh, so I'm looking at them. So far, I mean, uh, today's game almost gave me a heart attack. <laughs> today's well, we game almost gave me a heart attack. The we first game against w. Green Bay, I think, I think it was too much hype leading up to the game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So now we one and one. Uh, let's go back to the drawing board and. Um, and I'm going to take it one, one game at a time. One game I, I, at a time. I did, on, on my Facebook post, that I did say they were going to finish 12-4. and four. I doubt that now, <laughs> but they're going to have a winning season this year. Okay. You know so we're going to make gonna, them and playoffs. They gonna, and they should make the playoffs. Okay. They should make the playoffs. Why? Before, before we let you get out of here, what advice can you share with our listeners about anything you, your mom shared, pop shared, a brother shared, or a sister any advice you could give our listeners, what would it be? Stay true to yourself. Um, you're going to have naysayers out there doubting you or whatever you choose to do in life. You're going to have haters out there. Just stay positive and, um, and just keep forward. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. And, um, and just continue to work hard in life. Well, I want to say thank you. That was a great answer, man. We really appreciate you. I want to thank Anchor. I want to thank all our, our sponsors. And last but not least, I want to thank my man, Warren Wawa Owens, for blessing this interview. Thank you, Wawa. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, I appreciate uh, interviewing with you today, bro. My man.